There we go. Hello, everyone. I'm Joseph Roberson, a.k.a. Professor Joe, of both King Talk Podcast and the Professor Joe Show. You are currently listening to King Talk, our transparent discussion on any and all issues related to life with the intent of creating an environment of effective communication and an atmosphere of respect, compassion, and understanding. I'm long-winded about everything, my brother. That should be more concise, but that's, <laughs> that's the best I can do right now, all you know? All good, all good. All right, if there's something you'd like to hear discussed, feel free to drop us a line, shoot us a DM, and let us know on IG at King Talk Podcast. That's one word, King Talk Podcast, one word, on IG. Or you can also find us at on Facebook at King Talk Podcast, and on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and a host of other platforms as well. Today, it is my esteemed privilege to welcome. I sh- should I run down the list right now? I feel like it. I'm not going to do it to him yet because I feel like going. 1987 Kodak, All-American. 1991 All-American Classic Game Participant. Western Football Conference. But I'm going to give it to him in a second, you know. But um, it's an esteemed privilege to welcome my King Albert fan. Thank you. Thank you. We still, we, we, the budget requires us to clap by ourselves. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. We got to work and then try to create the little echo, <laughs> you know, you know. So um, before I share all that, um, one of the things I want to tell you is this. I appreciate you. And, and one of the things I appreciate very much about you is you being receptive to my energy, my brother. Um, it means a lot to me because I'm at a stage of life and I'm 48 now, and it's taken me damn near this long to be comfortable being myself. Right, right. Because initially growing up, I grew up in an environment where there is only um, one dynamic to your personality that should be demonstrated, and mm-hmm. for the most part, and that's generally aggression, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and I adapted to that as necessary, as most people would, mm-hmm. right? But at the core of my existence, I'm a kind-hearted individual who enjoys celebrating other people. I've been through enough struggle. Mm-hmm. I enjoy treating people honorably. I enjoy treating people like I want to be treated. Absolutely. Like that is that is what I'm manifesting. I desire to be treated this way, so this is how I'm treating you. And you've been receptive to it where just from the beginning, point blank period, without question. And um, And that's a blessing to me because at this point, I'm resolute. I'm going to be who I am anyway, no matter how someone receives it. Mm -hmm. But it, man, it just feels better when people receive it positively. And for many reasons that maybe we could discuss now or in the future, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people, even in particular from our community, who aren't generally receptive to that type of energy. And so, my brother, that means the world to me because... It's a validation of sorts. Absolutely. I'm my own man, but I ain't gonna never pretend like even at this stage of life, like I enjoy my relationship with my father, who I didn't even grow up with. So that blows my mind acknowledging at this age, to, after having taken so much pride and be like, I don't need nobody, I don't need a father. Like, mm-hmm. no, even at the age of 48, I need that in my life and I Absolutely. appreciate it. And even though we always want to say we don't need another person to validate us, and in one sense you shouldn't, because if you're relying on that, it's gonna mm-hmm. be difficult right. to, to survive and prosper. Right. But at the same time, man, it's a blessing when people treat you in a way that validates you at the core of who you are. So right. I thank you for that. You got right. me? Right, a reflection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and no. it's it's an honor to have you here. Well, it's I'm an honor, honor to be here, bro. Thank I mean, you. As man. you know, we've been like rubbing each other for 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 years. Yeah. You know real life. I mean? Real life. Um, since uh, college days and everything. Yeah. So and it's always been a beautiful energy, and like you said, a receptivity, a reciprocal. Yeah. Uh, positive energy that we we always uh, 
you know, trade every time yeah. we see each other. Hey, and, so. and even that, because I, I really, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I don't really feel like I'm worthy of that from you. And, and now, and, and, no, off. no, watch this. But, and now we're going to touch on why, right? Now we're going to touch on why. Okay. Now I'm going to hit this list, right? So I had the blessing of um, playing at, at CSUN. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what we have to remember is I um, didn't go to college initially because I went to another state-run institution. Right. You know what I'm saying? So first thing is this. When I wanted to do positive things and tried to align myself with people who I perceived to be doing positive things, a lot of people weren't comfortable with me in their presence yeah. because the presumption is with me, foolishness comes. Right. And, I, and I have to own that and I can understand that because there was a time when, you know, I'm hypersensitive, homeboy, I'm going to respond to any perceived disrespect over the top. Right, right. But part of that wasn't bravado or ignorance, it was really me acting on fear. Right. Of how I would be perceived and what comes with that. So I got to be over the top. Right. Right. But man, you was just always comfortable. Whereas some people, it was a challenge. Like I saw people were like, dang, I, I they become concerned about safety in my presence mm-hmm. to where it would make it back to me. Like, hey, you know, um, like you probably shouldn't have him around. Mm-hmm. People would ask me, like, hey, what did you do? Because mm-hmm. multiple people have told me I should write. Whereas you, my brother, just always made me feel welcome. And and. That meant some. I needed that. I needed to feel human. Mm-hmm. I needed to feel human. Yeah. And and so, when we talk about the athletics, I decided at a certain point, hey, I want to go compete. I want to try this out. Um, first, I took my endeavors to community college, and I was blessed. I was blessed. I was able to go compete at CSUN, right? Mm-hmm. But let's be real about something, right? Because humility ain't no bad thing. So let me, in humility, acknowledge. For me, that was probably, I, I, that's the level of athletics I belonged at. Mm-hmm. You, the reality is, you are like what we would now refer to as an FBS, a Power Five athlete. So now I'm going to read down your list of accolades I started on. I do my homework, my brother. I do my research, right? 1987 Kodak All-American. Excuse me. You played in the 1991 All-American Classic. You were Western Football Conference Offensive Player of the Year in 1989 and 1990. You were first team All-Conference in 1987, 88, 89, and 90. You still hold the longest rush from scrimmage and rushing touchdown, 97 yards versus San Francisco State yeah. on September 19th, 1987. Am I bringing memories back? <laughs> You're right, right, right. <laughs> hey, you had 897 carries mm. for 4,170 yards right. and 41 TDs. That's the most rushing carries, the most rushing yards, and most rushing TDs in school history. Mm. An average 4.6 yards a carry, which means we could have just gave you the ball every down and we're going to have a first down and the touchdown, right? right that right. matters. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. watch this. Moving the chains. And to do it on that many carries, mm-hmm. to just get the ball, because what most people don't realize is as your number of carries go up, usually the average is going to go down. Right. So mm-hmm. to be able to average that on that many carries says something. In addition, though. You had 97 receptions for 807 yards. There's some college athletes, even at FBS schools, that that's going to be their career period. Right. And told, that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. But hold on. We not, hold on. I got to look at the camera. We're not done yet, though. We're not done yet, though. 96 kick returns right. 
for 2,185 yards, mm-hmm. averaging 22.7 yards, mm-hmm. right? So you're on the top of, of almost all statistical categories related to offense. You are number one in scoring, right? right? Now, usually if I'm, I could be incorrect because I don't want to act like I'm an aficionado, mm-hmm. but I think usually a quarterback right. is going to be number one in scoring in the history of an, you got me? Yeah, usually. N- not, not usually the running back. I think it's usually going to be the quarterback, right? all right? So, and again, you're somewhere at the top of the list for every statistical measure for running back, kick returner, or score, period, mm-hmm. at that institution. Um, you were highly recruited. So I had read an article where the head coach from that school, I guess he received a um, call from, his son was a quarterback too. Um, he Bob was, Burt. No, no, no. Uh, what was his, dang it, his son was a quarterback at CSUN. Hmm. And he was a coach, I think, at Cleveland. Okay. Okay, but when he called and spoke to the coaches, they thought it was a joke and couldn't believe you would have an interest for playing with them because they knew there's just no way we're going to get him because you were that recruited. You were USC, UCLA. Mm -hmm. You got me? Yeah. So first of all, I'm running down that list, and I got to tell you this. After after I just said all that, I got to tell you, what I find rather entertaining is this. That's not even why I've ever been in awe of you. Mm. I've been in awe of you because like most of the workouts that I see people do now that are considered, um, what's the words I'm for, like leading edge. Cutting edge. Cutting edge, right? Mm -hmm. My brother, I saw you doing that stuff maybe 15, 20 years ago. Facts. I remember I used to watch you with the like half ball, right? Which is just the ball with this, Right. Ball, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Standing on it, mm-hmm. right? Doing some leg bends that people do in yoga, mm-hmm. basically supporting all your weight on it. So again, you just just the balance on this thing is just single leg, single leg dominance. Like so, and what that told me was like, hold on, because I'm looking at you like, okay, he he must have had a prison workout. <laughs> <laughs> he got the free, right? So that told me something about you mentally, right? Yeah. And then when I talked about you, I began to realize like, no. This man exists on a spiritual plane yeah. beyond most people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the irony is my initial awe had nothing to do with the athletic accomplishments. Right. It was just like that this he is that man. But then to come in contact with you and realize like, OK, but the true awe of this gentleman is his um, being so in touch with his spiritual existence. And then as I've had other conversations with you you know, your understanding of metaphysics as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was long-winded, my brother. Thank you for being patient. Well, I had no, to cover it, though. Great I had to introduction, cover it. bro. I had to cover and it. You covered, you covered a lot, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, my, my backdrop is love. You know what okay. I mean? First and foremost, um, that's what we was taught in our house above religion, above any other okay. uh, thing on this planet. Right. Um, the thing that created this planet is a love. Gotcha. You know what I mean? God is love. And so that's what was, you know, taught in our household, even beyond the metaphysical, you know, because the metaphysical is just a map to just like other religions and my belief system is we're all trying to get to the same place. We're all trying to accomplish the same things, ultimately, even though they may look different, mm-hmm. take on different forms and shapes. Right. Um, I believe at the at the bottom of it, it's extreme love that okay. that that is my backdrop. <clears throat> and that's how I was always able to stay comfortable in all of the environments that I was ever in is because I would always remember that element or at least try to. There was times where I felt short of it 
and transgressed and got angry and you know things of that nature because you will be tested I, I believe that when we ask for something or pray for something like courage or fearlessness well you just put it in the universe and now you're gonna have the opportunity to uh, test that to have that you know right, what I mean right. so the day you pray for courage is coming to you you're gonna have that opportunity to prove your courage prove your patience whatever it is that you're trying to attain personally as a human being you know, once you pray for it and you put it out there that that's what you're trying to attain and get stronger at or better at, you you will be given that opportunity, you know, and that's the beauty of God. You know what I mean? When you know what you want, you have a consciousness of what you want, mm -hmm. a love for people, a love for, you know, for, for life. <clears throat> and as you engage, <clears throat> you got to keep that, that, that concept in your mind, most, most uh, present in your mind. So... Mm -hmm. Whether it was you or anybody else, you know what I mean? I tried to do that throughout my life. And you know? for me, you did. And, and tried to be successful yeah, as yeah. possible at it. And it was trying times, you know, all through my life. You know, I learned a lot of, you know, uh, um, tangible lessons, you know what I mean? Intangible lessons through, you know, trying to stay with that, that, that concept. It's a test, you know what I mean? It's constantly... You know, being tested, like you alluded to earlier, as a black male, you know, the thing that you're expected to be, the thing they expect out of you, you know, when even amongst your own peers, when that when that's not your 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 energy, you know, sometimes people can take that kindness for a weakness or that love for a weakness. Right. When it's really, you know, I always flip it around and say, you know, positive is hard, negative is easy. See what I'm saying? And people think you hard because you put this front up that you're, you know what I mean? That that you're doing something uh, uh, machismo and, and, yeah. and strong. Yeah. That's not really yeah. strength. You yeah. know what I mean? When you understand, it's not really strength. Yeah. Hey, yeah. and I do understand because for me it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Like once I became comfortable mm -hmm. in who I was as a man, I got in less conflicts. Right. Because this is where my energy is directed and I can't let you. And I, I'm, I'm still a human, so I fall short of it, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes give in to the emotion of the moment. But in general, like, oh, man, I'm not going to, like, pursue this confrontation. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, one thing I learned about myself is I either had to hurt someone or I was going to get hurt. Right. And at those times when I did hurt someone, I didn't walk away feeling better about it. Right. I walked away with a sense of nausea mm -hmm. and, and dang near a sense of depression mm -hmm. that I had just um, done harm to another human. Right. Even if sometimes the truth of it is that the moment dictated it, right? So then I learned like, okay, well, how about you don't put yourself in that moment? Right. But the most ironic thing is, is I had experienced such extreme fear as a child. Mm -hmm. As a child, the first time I got knocked out, I was five. I got knocked out at the age of five. Yeah. And it was so uh, traumatic to me mm -hmm. and caused me such fear that it was paralyzing. Like when you get in those altercations and like trying to put your hands up is like hands come up for me, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where after I addressed that and people began to respond to me a certain way, like, oh, he with it. He with the business. Mm -hmm. And I used to always marvel over that. Like, dang, hold on. But I know what I'm really going through because internally, mm -hmm. no, I'm responding to fear. Right. And so the irony is once I address that fear, mm -hmm. Right, that made other people perceive like, oh, he just with it, right? Oh, then I could just be calm about situations and not be overly concerned with how it was perceived to other people and just really express to people like, I don't want no problem. 
Right. Right. I just don't want no problem. I don't. I don't want that to be my legacy on the earth. You know. Right. right. So yeah, I'm most definitely hear you in that sense. No doubt. No I'm most definitely hear you. I got a question. <clears throat> when I was listening to you talk, something popped in my mind, and it was like, at moments, some people are focused on the outcomes. Certain people are focused on the process. Mm. I'm, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I just wanted. What's your thoughts on that? That's very interesting. Like, you know, sports, perfect example. Um, I fell in love with the process. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it wasn't, you know, because I always saw through the accolades of a, of a, uh, of a, you know, a moment of, uh, you know, like when someone gives you a compliment. I take those compliments full heartedly, awards, different things like that. But those are so fleeting. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. the same people, especially like in the media, the same people who build you up as some as such, tear you down as such. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my whole goal was to maintain a level of doing things. So how you do anything is how you do everything. That's one slogan that I, I try to live by. How you so, do anything. I've heard that before. That's how you do yeah. everything. Because then you don't have to look at, you know, the outcomes as win-loss you know, draw, you know what I mean? Right, when right, you know right. that you went out there and you gave the same effort all the time, no right. matter what the circumstances were, I can live with that. Right, you know what right, I mean? I can right. live with that because I don't change my process whether I'm getting beat by 100 points or where I'm, whether I'm winning by 100 points. Anybody who's ever played with me, you know, played against me can tell you that. In practice, I was a beast to, to deal with. People didn't even like to practice with me because I went so yeah, hard, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. <clears throat> that's that's the standard, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't wanna always look over my shoulder or look back and say, I, I could have done better, right. you know what I mean? I don't wanna beat people at their at, at our weakness, you know what I mean? When somebody's hurt, I don't wanna play you because you hurt. I don't want an unfair advantage. I wanna right. beat you knowing that I beat you. Gotcha. You know, doing what my process is, loving the game and loving the, the process, because that, it permeates you, you know what I mean? It transcends you, you know, in life. I couldn't play football forever, you know what I mean? But I can create intangibles about how I do things mm -hmm. that will transcend this football career that I had, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And take this and go other places with it. Whatever I touch, I want to bring that same standard and level to it. So in doing so, you fall. You have to fall in love with the process of doing You, you when, when no one's looking. You know what I mean? My father, who was very much engrossed into the entertainment business, you know, he wasn't always present to be there for, for, for me for sports. Gotcha. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? He was a great provider, great man, you know, but his life took him on his travels. So when it was time for me to break away from his wing at around 14, I went to him and I said, hey, dad, I don't want to do entertainment no more because I, I started out that way doing stuff, commercials and different things like that. And I went to him and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do me. I want to, I don't like being other people as an actor. You know what I mean? I was yeah. trying to find myself, so to speak. So I broke away from the family uh, business, you know, and went on a trek to be a great athlete. And I told him I'm going to be a great athlete. And he just kind of looked at me because it was never any investment to that mm -hmm. point, really, other than little league you know different things like that so i took it upon myself and and i started doing things like running 
down to Pierce College, riding my bike, doing hills, anything that I can possibly think of. Okay. You know what I mean? Reading books, listening to interviews of great players who've done it before me, things of that nature. And then once I got to the point where I got to college, I dabbled in studying the body and, okay. and exercise science, physiology, and things of that nature. And it always intrigued me how things work. How can I make something better? How can I advance that? So I applied it to sports in my own career and I just fell in love with the process of doing, the process of getting better. Right. You know what I mean? Not resting on my laurels, you know what I mean? And things of that nature because I always, I think, you know, as a young man, <clears throat> you want to have a vision for yourself. You know what I mean? You want to project, you know, the law of attraction. And so one thing I started to learn at a young age because of what my father exposed me to was meditation and visualization. So I started doing that at 14 and really start working on it. It was frustrating in the beginning because I couldn't calm my mind. You know, I couldn't calm my mind. You have to calm your mind to meditate. Because yeah. yeah. you, as soon as you close your eyes and you have that quiet and that darkness, your subconscious awakens and you just start going through a series of thoughts, things that may have gotten there without you being on guard of it. See what I'm saying? That's the subconscious, you know what I mean? So um, it was filtering that learning how to calm myself down, calm my mind, and doing all of those things that helped me have tools yeah, yeah, throughout my yeah. life to accomplish things, you know what I mean? Hey, so, I'm almost yeah. given to laughing because you're telling me some stuff that you was experienced at 14 that, my brother, do you know how many people four times that age? I'm nearing half a century. And I come from a group of peers who, first of all, I love my circle. I love y'all. I love y'all. Y'all know where, right? <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you know, can't nobody be mad for me saying like, oh, that level of consciousness? Mm. Oh, man, I ain't even turn off the TV. Mm -hmm. Turn off the TV, right? Take all the noise away. Mm -hmm. oh, half the people I know don't know an existence beyond without, with all the distraction present. And it tripped me out, too. Like, growing up, it was always interesting, like, realizing my difference you mm -hmm. know what i mean and you knew you things. were different well it's a weird thing because you don't want to believe that on some level you know what i mean especially when you have a peer group and you want to be accepted and you want through and through you know what i mean yeah. as a, as young and naive as you are to think that that's going to happen no one perceives you how you perceive yourself period you know what i mean so i think you know growing up that way like because let me just explain that from the time I was one through age 12, my father would wake the whole household up to a loudspeaker with his voice on it. And that right there was- I appreciate you bringing was, that to Yeah, it's, huh? it's the 10 commandments of daily living. So he would um, uh, wake us up 5.30 a.m. to his voice saying the affirmations, you know, one through 10, I'm smart, I can do anything, and I fear nothing, I am I, and I'm grateful. So these mantras, these uh, affirmations yeah. we said, one through 10, you know, because those formative years, one through 12, is where you can, is where the kid's imagination is okay. biggest, and that's where the programming yeah. can, can start, right. of self-love and things like that, and that's a lot of what it is, you know, uh, when, you, when you look at it, like I said, the first phrase is, I'm smart, 
Yeah. I can do anything, and I fear yeah. fear nothing. Hey, you know what's so crazy? I Using know you said the I am concept. You, you know? said you would share it with me, but so. look at me. I'm a hey, look. I'm I'm uh That's my insecurities kicking in a little bit. But why? I'm just gonna go ahead and make sure I have access. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so I can look at these yeah. later. Um, so that's basically how I got to the point right. where, when I was 14, I wanted to, you know, yeah. also test the waters. You know what I mean? Taking tutelage from my father is great, but now it's time I'm ready for the world. At 14. You know I mean? I'm ready for the world. I want to see what this is, you know, what this is really about. So I was still scared you know. at 14. I mean, I was forced to live because of, uh, you know, just the environment. But mm-hmm. what was I going How was your, uh, was your father receptive to that? That's something I'm curious because I know well, <coughs> a, a lot of um, when a parent wants to direct their child in a certain way, mm-hmm. A lot of times, especially at that age, for a youth to say, hey, this is where my passion Mm -hmm. is, a lot of parents, although we imagine we're supportive, Mm -hmm. and even relating that to, you know, a lot of times we talk about participation in youth sports, Mm -hmm. and we're talking about, there's similarities, but not identical, right? Mm -hmm. But even a youth going to tell their parent, like, I don't really have an interest Right. And participating in the sport at this level right. is not always as, as supportive as parents think they are. Mm-hmm. It's that's not always going to be well received. Right. And how did your father receive it? Um, I think it was uh, it was mixed. It was mm-hmm. reluctant. You know okay. what I mean? I think from the standpoint of what he felt that at that point that I was good at because I was okay. very proficient at acting. You know what okay. I mean? I got commercials and different things like that at a young age. I doing print ads and things like that. So I was successful at it. So I felt that he wanted me to continue that because also he had built a a family business that he wanted me to slide into. Me being the only boy of 13 sisters, you gotta remember. So- hold on, you got how many siblings? 13. So my father's first wife died and then he married my mom and had, you know, I was his only son until we adopted my little brother and my little sister. But uh, so long story short, but you're from a tribe, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know, my father's originally from Cleveland, Ohio. They moved to Cal- um, to Harlem um, in the '60s, and then they had me, and so we lived there for part of my life till till about 11, 12. Then we moved to California, mm-hmm. all in the name of entertainment and his yeah. quest to okay. do what he was doing. He was chasing that game plan, okay. so and did it successfully, and so that's why he probably expected me to fall right yeah. under that and plus I was when I was younger that's what I was doing you know and that's I mean? not a bad so, thing it's no, like your father was into creating a legacy mm-hmm. and son this is a legacy I right. can hey look you don't have to fight the upstream mm-hmm. and upstream I got you you don't right. have to fight uphill so right. I get that I get so that I think sense. I think on that level mm-hmm. yeah I think on another level he was proud of me because I came to him like a man and said this is what I'm gonna do and this is what I'm not gonna do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. was nothing uh, deceitful about it or anything like that. It was completely me stepping out on faith yeah. at 14 yeah. saying, no, I'm not gonna yeah. play with players safe underneath his wing. Yeah. I'm gonna challenge myself and I'm gonna chase my dream now to become this athlete. And, I, and when I say athlete, I didn't say football player. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Um, because I think we're athletes in the survival of life. That's why they call it survival of the fittest. Yeah. So my intrigue about being an athlete went way beyond a sport per se. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but that was just my start. 
You know what I mean? I'm still an athlete in the in the in the game of life. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. that was just my 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 I would say my uh, my training grounds too. You know, so I just started to conjure up ways to get faster, not knowing anything, okay. but knowing everything. Because once you have, I caught that. Yeah, I caught that. So, I get that. So, I get. I'm so proud of myself. I get that yeah. though. So yeah. Once I started to. Uh, gain more knowledge yourself, I started yeah. to, uh, you know, have confidence in the conjuring that I was doing because it was actual work. It was actual, you know, projection. You know what I mean? I was putting it out there in the universe so I would get answers through reading and through, you know, I'd be thinking about something and, <clears throat> and turn on the TV and look at an interview of a famous player and he would validate something I was thinking about and say, well, this is how I trained and this is... A, so I would go out and try it, you know what I mean? So the work, the universe was just giving back right, to me right. as I put it out. The universe was communicating yeah. with you. Hey. My friends would see me like, where are you going? I'd be jogging to the gym or jogging somewhere. And they'd be looking at me like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Because so, I just had, I had that, that desire to, to, you know, to just get better. And then, I, then it formally kicked in once I got to college and had the information, the science, to back some of my concepts that I was already dealing with. So that just became <laughs> affirmation. Right. But what's so deep about what you just said is so a lot of the times when I post something, I'll say, thank you, universe. Also use the name Jehovah um, mm -hmm. because that's what I was familiar with. And I kind of feel like whatever I am speaking with in the universe right. is receptive to it because it understands Absolutely. like he's trying, right? So when Absolutely. you say the universe communicates with me, I tell people all the time when I'm talking to them, I was like, if you, if you listen, if you listen, the universe will tell you. Mm -hmm. If you so, I'm gonna take that even in terms of what we put in our body. Mm -hmm. Like, but I didn't get that when I was young. But as I've gotten older, I realized, Joseph, your body will tell you what's best for it. Absolutely. But you're not listening to it. So you put something in your body and you don't you you don't feel well. Right. So that's not what you should put in your body. Mm -hmm. But we just don't listen when the and that's a big issue. We don't listen right. when the universe is communicating. And I think it's primarily because we've been taught to identify with Man. these five senses, but not right. the inner right. You, you're going to say something. Well, because you're absolutely right. We talked about this briefly when we saw each other about the systematic way that we teach, you know, and one of the things I've always, you know, thought that we should have done as a society is teach kids knowledge of self in school first. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. teach us how to operate things of the world. Teach us how to operate what's within, yeah. and from that, yeah. excuse me, yeah, that's all and, and from that, everything can flow. Because imagine if kids understood their own physical, their yeah. own, yeah. Under, yeah. you know, that hey, your skin is your biggest organ. It tells you things. It plays a note, organ. Yeah. You see what I mean? It plays the note that you might need to pay attention to. Oh, but if we're not given that self-awareness at a young age, again, one through twelve, that's what I was given for myself. Yeah. And there would be times where I would be with friends and I would say something and they'd be like, like I said, some foreign stuff. And it was just. But it was foreign to them. Yeah, well, uh, obviously. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, had we all in school learned knowledge of self, learned about yeah. our biology, learned about things, yeah. it might hurt capitalism. Yeah, yeah. See what I mean? Yes. Because then you're not co you're not yeah. dependent on someone to yeah. tell you some something about yourself from without. Yeah. Hey, not even it mean? might, it would hurt. And when we talk about capitalism, we talk in, in a free market economy, right. it would hurt medicine. Right. 
It would hurt because you wouldn't need half the things that are involved with Western medicine if you learned a holistic approach to taking care of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but again, so we understand they're not going to ever teach that in the school system in that environment. Makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't wait for your, you know, somebody who's trying to keep you subservient to emancipate you. I'll go ahead and say the word oppressor. I'll right. say oppressor. Well, I was a, yeah, I'll I was say a better format. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll say it too. No, <laughs> that I'm, might I'm be blessed. strong yeah, language. Yeah, yeah. No, no but, in one but sense this it facts. is. Right? Facts. But watch this. And if more people paid attention, they would understand like you're subject to that same oppressor no matter what you think. Right. No matter what you think about your particular identity, whether it relates to socioeconomic status, religion, mm-hmm. whether it relates to race, mm-hmm. uh, sexual orientation, no, you're subject mm-hmm. to an oppressor too. Right. And, and it's done, to, you, oh, it's done unto you as you believe. Yeah. It's yeah. done unto you as you believe. If you believe that you need to go see this doctor to figure out what's going on with yourself, yeah, 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 yeah. it just keeps yeah. going and yeah. you're reinforcing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of it being the opposite of understanding that God left you information. Yeah. You yeah. just have to seek for it. Hey, so, so we, even you mentioned the skin. If our skin is having a certain reaction, the first thing we do is go seek out a cream or something to put on our skin. Topical. Versus even developing an understanding that a lot of that is a reaction to what's in your gut. In your so, blood. Yeah, and so if you become more thoughtful about those things, mm-hmm. it could resolve itself. But we know the truth is in our society, it's more addressing the symptoms, mm-hmm. but not in a way to bring it true resolution. Because if I, if I resolve it for you, you gone. Right. I'm missing my residual income right. off you. Right. And, and again, that's, you know, that's the reality Treatment. of the world. Hey, and watch this though. I don't knock it. Let me tell you why I don't knock anything anymore. Because one of the things I began to understand is even the people in, in extreme positions of power, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about the wealthy in this society as we would know them. I'm not even referring to them. I'm talking about the true extreme powers that exist. They operate from a perspective of um, to find justification in what they're doing of still allowing for there to be an awareness. And mm-hmm. then it behooves you to make a wise decision on your own behalf. The truth so, is in plain sight. So we, we're <laughs> empowered to make our, a decision in our best interest. Absolutely. We just don't. Yeah. We just don't. And part of that I do, and that goes back to the affirmations. Let me tell you how deep I think this is. And that's why, again, you, going back to what you just mentioned, are my validation for the strength of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because one of the things I notice is this. And now I'll speak specifically to my existence as a person of color, as a black man. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what that truly means. Black man. All right. right but right. OK, that's the terminology used in right. reference. I'm going to use it at this point. Right. But one of the things I notice about myself is that, you know, in my moment of incarceration, my moments of incarceration because of the behaviors I was engaging in, I had a true belief that this is what I have to go through to transition into manhood. Mm -hmm. And over time I was, and I won't get into it at the moment, but I was able to trace some things back when I began to ask Joseph, why on a subconscious level do you believe that? But one of the things I began to think in terms of bringing healing Mm -hmm. and to to my community and how I could assist to benefit future generations of of, uh, young men and women, right? Mm is there are certain things we don't really have in our culture that we previously did Mm -hmm. and i see other cultures do like a rite of passage right right and because we don't we begin to associate certain things with a rite of passage which are destructive to us versus other communities have formal rites of passage Mm -hmm. that allow because what i understood is this i was about 19 20 21 in that range of my life 
And I asked myself, I was like, okay, hold on. I have a family now. Mm-hmm. I live on my own. I'm self-sustaining. And again, my connection, A, and I, I didn't prove myself on these streets. I didn't went to jail and mm-hmm. held my own. Right. Why don't I feel like a man? I had to ask myself that, and, and that was a question I had to reflect on, and eventually one of the things I knew is, and I'm not going to say that's the total answer, but I was like, oh, you know what? A rite of passage would have helped. Something that really was the, um, for me, a line, an indication that, okay, you are now transitioning from this stage to, I didn't believe... Um, a signifying moment. Even yeah. ceremonies. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of person, my brother, I skipped every graduation I've ever had since eighth grade. Mm. Because for me, like I, I became so um, focused on my survival. My survival, I ain't got time. My high school graduation, I went to work mm. because I need that money from that job, not to sit here on this in stage and here have a bunch of people who don't know me. I skipped my graduation for my um, community college, mm-hmm. my bachelor's degree, my master's degree, because I just couldn't understand what's the relevance of it. I don't need to sit here and have y'all acknowledge me. Give me the piece of paper, Put whatever you need to do on my transcript so I can get paid for this and let me keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Until one day I realized, like, n- so I had my uh, master's degree and still felt fraudulent. Mm-hmm. I felt like a fraud. Like, okay, they go come in here at any moment and know he don't really belong. And later on, one of the things I understood, not to say it was the end all, mm-hmm. right? But, Joseph, that sometimes is the point in participating in ceremonies. is because the ceremony becomes the indicator to you that that you have moved forward, you have progressed, you have ownership of this. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go back to the affirmations. When you shared that with me, I was so appreciative and that's why I asked you, hey, I, I didn't know if it was, I really felt a little uncomfortable asking you, mm-hmm. despite how gracious you've been to me, because I was like, affirmations might be real personal. Somebody might feel like you don't ask another as, as affirmations, mm-hmm. but I just felt like, can you t- you know share with me? Because I don't wanna just go read what someone, right? I wanna know from people I have, right. reg- forget, talking about what a man in church teach. I like talking to my friends about, hey, what's your thoughts about our purpose in this universe, our relationship with a higher power? What has your existence? Mm -hmm. So when you told me about uh, growing up in a household where your father presented these affirmations, I was like, okay, because I get that. Mm -hmm. I get where if you give a child that as a foundation, Mm -hmm. then when this world continues to attempt to beat them down in the way in which it's intended to do, Oh, it can't. It, it it won't happen because right. they've already been given this foundation of affirmation about you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us don't have it, yeah. and I've witnessed that, mm-hmm. and I've witnessed what comes from that right. to the point where even at this age, mm-hmm. I'm still delivering that message to right. many of my peer group. Like, no, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about grown men who have raised grown kids. Mm-hmm. So really think how that's affecting our subsequent generations when I'm talking about grown men who have raised grown kids and those grown men still don't truly look in the mirror Mm -hmm. and see um, competence and ability Mm -hmm. and truly have a belief. So I'm a firm believer. Like when I asked you for those, I was like, okay, if necessary, I can come up with my own too. And Mm -hmm. I probably still should with my son. But oh, that's something that has to be part of our existence. You know? Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting too, because as you were saying that, like it brings me back to the fact that when you when you take ownership and that's what this this cuz when I was younger I would question it at times when I was mm-hmm. saying it, I'm like you know is this true you know and I think there's a process to that that you you should go through you should question you should think critically you know so there was times where I tested these things and questioned them only to understand that at the end of the day, 
again, that phrase is done unto you as you believe comes to mind because, you know, when you own your ups and your downs and everything in between, that's power. Mm. That's power. Because it's, all, it's because, all part of the process. Right. Because if I don't think I'm smart and that I can do anything and I fear nothing, well, bro, there's going to be so, again, test. There's going to be plenty of that mm -hmm. for you to figure it out with. That happens in the course of your life. You see what I mean? So at some point, I broke the, I, I, I completed my cipher within my spirit that, oh, this is real because I say it's real. Yeah. You see what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You can let the world program your thoughts or you can take ownership of yours, but you can't blame something else when it doesn't go right. Yeah. yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't yeah. jump off the boat and go, well, it wasn't my fault. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? No, you have to own Everything that. Everything I have and don't have is because decisions that I made. Not my pa not my father, wow. not my mother. They yeah. just gave me my start. They right. just gave right. me my platform. Right. You feel right. me? And God, obviously. Right. So, so, but I don't use them as an excuse for me. I don't use the white man. I don't use white supremacy. And even though these factors do, per you know, affect the people of this country in yeah. a certain yeah. type yeah. of way, that ain't gonna help me right. to even think. Right. See, that's the distraction of negativity that I don't need. Gotcha. So if I focus on that, right, right, you know what I mean. By right. default, that's the excuse. Right. Just to focus on it right. for very long. You know what I mean. Understand. I focus long enough to understand what exists. Right. But after that, I gotta get back to me yeah. and, and, and keeping me using my tools. Right. You see what I mean? Because those are the tools that are gonna keep me in this love place. Yeah and loving myself and loving my people and because it comes from here and it comes out. It's not from out here and then it comes in and right. then it goes back out, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. So it's just focusing on the repetition of, of affirmation and keeping that strong within myself, you know what I mean? Hey, what you're saying, I, I have so many thoughts that can't even, uh, you know, begin to address that in a sense, I get it. Because it's such a balance even in having dialogue, right? So I believe what you just expressed, right? And at the same time, I'm so sensitive to the fact that, okay, I, so I have just a great deal of respect and appreciation for how true you keep it to yourself. Because I subscribe to the notions you just expressed. And then at the same time, I'll see people around me and I'll be like, I'm not sure how to get you there. So I'm gonna, I'm going to acknowledge that I understand these outside influences, mm -hmm. influences. And sometimes I feel like, okay, I have to go ahead and fight that battle because I'm living a, this blessed life. Mm -hmm. But I know the vast majority of people from the environment I'm from haven't found this level of understanding. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you want people to be, understand what you, under, be able to understand this concept and this thought process without feeling as if you're diminishing the fact that, like, no, I understand these circumstances mm -hmm. exist. I get it but can I give you this message or thought of empowerment? Mm -hmm. Because, it, and it, for me, even if I use technical terms in psychology and talk about an internal versus an external locus of control, mm -hmm. to have an external locus of control, you're gonna go through life, the rest of your life, feeling like you, know, you have no power within yourself mm -hmm. to dictate your outcomes in right. life, and you're just a passive observer in your own life, right. subject to the circumstances. Mm -hmm. No, that's not the way that you're gonna effectively arrive at the outcomes I hope you would desire. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate what you share because it's a such a fine balance and it's not one 
<clears throat> that I feel you can often dialogue with everyone about. Yeah. You know, because right. some people are stuck in that space of mm -hmm. only what what has happened to them. Mm -hmm. I haven't had somebody. Uh, I had someone mention to me recently, and I kind of liked the way he conceptualized it too. He's like, "It's not what happened to you; it's what happened for you." You know, mm -hmm. and and let's say for you in terms of contribution to your process. Right. Like, right, some adversity or some struggle mm -hmm. for many of us become the defining factors of our mm -hmm. our characters. Like, look for the seed of greater benefit. Boom. In every situation. Bad or good, look for the seed of greater benefit. The fact that you have certain terminology you use mm -hmm. tells me that you've thought of, mm -hmm. you've genuinely thought about this. Because there's a tool for every for every fix. You see what I mean? But it always has to come from here. It can't come from without. It's got to come from within. It has to come through experience, and it has to come through belief and staying solid on your square. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. you're gonna be tested. Like, yeah. but I want it. I yeah. want the smoke. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I want the smoke. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because that's the only way I'm going to grow and, and find purpose is with yeah. the smoke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not the smoke in a way of negativity. Right, right, right. But my bro, it's everywhere. The, the negativity is right outside your doorstep. But I can ignore it. Right. I don't have to pay attention to it. See, there's the power right there. You're not even, subject even to it. Even when it gets in my face, right, right. move out of my way. Yeah. Emphatically unapologetically so yeah you know that you know like I said there's this aspect of uh, being positive that people think is soft not at all no. you can't put your hands on me I love myself too much I you're not gonna subjugate me you're not gonna yeah. demasculate me I love myself too much yeah. and I know how to defend myself on many planes of thought yeah. in many ways you know what I mean there's tools like I said there's tools you know what I mean and, and there's levels at which you use those tools you know what I mean? But you should never let someone transgress against you physically yeah. just because. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that's just where I'm at with it. But again, like you said, you know, the best way to do it is by example. More than, you know, I want to do fellowship. I want to help others, you know, but I don't share my jewels with swine either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If someone doesn't want to listen, yeah. you know, I'm not mad at them. I just keep it moving to the person who's really listening. Right. You know what I mean? Who, who can benefit from it. Who can it. benefit from it. Yeah. And that's all you got to do. And you keep bumping those souls and they bump others. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, I was working at a group home one time and a friend of mine that was working with me, there was this young man that was at the school, at the group home who he was trying to help and he would always impart wisdom. Knowledgeable dude. Dude was very knowledgeable in black history. He was a young brother and he was telling the kid, you know, trying to, you know, uh, inspire him to do better and do things differently and he would go at this kid you know and but he had the right intentions he was trying to help him yeah. you know and I would hear their conversations in passing and you know because I was also a staff there and I was like and I walked up to him one day and I was like man you seem real frustrated by this kid and he was like man because I'm trying to help the young brother I'm not, you know and I was like He's like, and I keep giving him all these jewels, man. And he act like he don't want to listen to me. And I said, well, you know what? Just be a brick in his wall. Don't try to be the wall. You know what I mean? Mm, because yeah. a lot of times all you have to say is what you're saying and leave it. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it ain't it yeah. ain't us to solve right, the puzzle right, right. sometimes. Right. You know, if you truly believe what you're doing is correct, yeah. do it. Leave yeah. it. Move on and let it be, and let and, it be. And stop you know? having expectations. Absolutely. That it, so what you're saying is so deep because it is. Watch this. 
this is the blessing I have. Like, even as it relates to, like they say, it's three things you never discuss with someone you want to maintain as a friend. It's like politics, money, and religion, right? Mm-hmm. So when, because I watch so many people in my life suffer, mm-hmm. I watch them suffer Why I'm over here chilling. But I've went through that. Mm-hmm. And so I want everyone, I feel like everybody, I'm that dude, even in the street, like, man, we can all eat. Mm-hmm. We can all eat. Absolutely. And have people still looking at you like, I mean, somebody got to come up short. Right. No, they don't. I'm going to stop thinking that way, right? right? But then one of the things I realized is this. Joseph shares stuff without the expectation that this person is supposed to receive it as you intended or that it's supposed to impact change immediately. So people want to share stuff and they want the person to respond and be like, oh, I get it, I get it. And and guess what? That's immediately gonna change the way I operate. And I had to learn that like, no. So even in terms of how the universe works, I'll share something with someone and leave it because of this. How can I expect this natural human reaction is to hear it from the perspective of trying to defend your position? Right. So a lot of times, because I can now say it with that energy, like, hey, let me bless you with this. And then I could keep it moving. Yeah. But I know this much about the universe. In your moment of quiet, mm-hmm. like not when you got the TV on and you're right. watching the game. Some people, stuff will, stuff will come to me even in moments like that. Mm-hmm. I'll hear the universe communicate with me in the middle of a game I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And know for a second, I got to pause this game. I got to turn off the right. volume. I got to listen. Right. I got to listen for a moment, right? But I know some people need that quiet, like when they rest their head on that pillow. Some people, I've had to share things with people that at times I was almost certain might make them want to distance themselves from me. Mm-hmm. But I, and so therefore I didn't want to share it. But I knew also, Joseph, based on your relationship with the universe, you bear an obligation because you know the universe is using you and you can't keep turning your back on the universe when the universe has blessed you. Mm-hmm. It's blessed you. Be, and then so people will come and see maybe some of the things I have access to mm-hmm. and want to know what the secret, what you do, where you hit them at, where you hit, right? Not realizing like, no, look, I'm going to tell you, right. but when I tell you, right. I don't know if, you know, right. so I just got to say it mm-hmm. and let it be and trust that, okay, I now fulfill my responsibility to both you and the universe that I allow myself to be used as a conduit right. for the universe to communicate with you. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back out of it. Right. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So when you say that, my brother, I, I really, really hear you because mm-hmm. I don't really carry certain <clears throat> frustrations at this point. What I do have is compassion for people mm-hmm. and um, and the frustration I might feel, and I don't even know if it's frustration because I could say it accompanies compassion, mm-hmm. is just, man, I just want to see people be okay. And it's hard. I'm this type of person. It's hard for me to in- thoroughly enjoy what I have watching another human suffer. But that suffering may be your journey mm-hmm. and what you got to go through. Absolutely. And so what was I about? I was about to say something else real quick and it slipped my mind. That's the age I'm getting stuff slipped my mind that quick, <laughs> right? But, but just in terms of, I've just always been like that, my brother. I want everybody to be okay. And that sometimes caused people to try to take advantage of me until they realize, like, oh, my brother, I ain't that dude. Mm-hmm. I just want you to eat too, my brother. You right. ain't about to take mine off my plate. Right. You know, but... Mm-hmm. You know, that's I'm going to teach you to fish. Yeah. And I'll yeah. give you some fish. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
hey, and, and also because I want you to eat, I'm under no illusion that that means I got to sacrifice the well-being of my family. Right. So, you know, we're going to keep moving forward. But mm -hmm. there was something. Hold on. Okay. So I asked you about the process, but there was something. That, oh, shoot. Okay. I, I look, I'm, I'm seeing the signals, Grace. I'm saying Grace giving us that signals. We're running yeah. short on time. Time flies. Yeah, there was something else, though. And, and I got to tell you, I almost have, uh, I think now the term they use is called FOMO, fear of missing out, right? <laughs> right now, so I get that. Sometimes. But when you're talking with a person who, my brother, you are at a different level of insight, which I've always known, and I've shared that with you, my perceptions of you. What I didn't know is that this is at the very core of who you are and goes back that far into mm -hmm. your youth. You know, so that I didn't know. So and that's I'm astounded. What I would like real quick as I keep thinking is a commitment from you that my brother just anytime you feel like it. So you got that type of I need you. Oh, I know what I was gonna say too. You got that type of access that my brother, if you call me anytime and be like, set it up. Mm -hmm. Then then that's what I would like to do because like you got this wealth, riches. You have true riches. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. And so what I was about to share that I forgot again <laughs> that quick. This is bad. This is horrible. Because I'm about to remember, though, is this. Um, Alzheimer's. <laughs> I know. That's what I feel like. That's what I feel like. Um, dang it. I was just about to say something in related relationship to you sharing with uh, information with us, even, you know, moving into the future. Um, me being, you know, available at any time that you dictate that, hey, I have something that I would like to share. Oh, is this. Even doing this podcast, mm -hmm. oh, my brother, this is so chill for me because of this. I have absolutely no expectations. I don't, my brother. We, we record them. Right. We post them. Right. I don't want to be a social media celebrity. I don't want right. people knowing me. I'm, I'm an introvert. Right. A lot of people don't even know that about me. Right. I'm not an extrovert because mm -hmm. of the way I live my life, people don't know it. Mm -hmm. I'm really the type who re relegate himself to isolation. Mm -hmm. So even doing this is cool for me because I ain't got no expectation. Mm -hmm. But this is the only thing in terms of my obligation to the universe. Mm -hmm. I'm still. Oh, yeah. One day we got to talk. We, we got to talk a little deeper. We got to go. Because you will. You'll have this, this converse, you'll have this conversation with me that I can't have with many people. Right. Because mm -hmm. they're open to it, but they just wouldn't come on, get in and give feedback and have thoughts about it. But it's like this. I potentially have been here before. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's in the sense of, and so I posted the other day, I truly believe, and this wasn't taught to me, it's just something I came to believe, right? Mm -hmm. That I am both my ancestor and my descendant. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if from a technical medical sense, that's just because, hey, Joe, you're comprised of DNA and within that DNA are memories from your ancestors or what it is, mm -hmm. right? But what I don't want to do is leave this earth and at my last moments feel like, Joseph, you didn't meet your purpose on the earth. Mm -hmm. You didn't share your understanding. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think they're here to get money, get what? No, I could always do better, but I'm doing fine enough as it relates to that right now. Right. My journey is tied somewhere specifically into sharing with others whatever I can uh any understanding or perhaps it's not my understanding but yours mm -hmm. so it's creating a platform by which we can share with other people right mm -hmm. and so even this is so cool for me right because my brother don't nobody else benefit from it 
I just grew from sitting down with you. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the blessing. So again, um, on that note, do you, you got any parting thoughts you want to share in 60 seconds? No, nah, man. I mean, uh, just, again, just love. Okay. You know what I mean, love is the, the key to everything. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, okay. you got to love. You know what okay. I mean? You got you to gotta seek understanding and patience with people. And, and I just hope that what's currently going on in our, in our universe, you know, is the energy of change. Okay, yeah. Not being masked by propaganda and special interest groups. Watch this. That's where we should pick it up next time. Mm. Is that fair? Absolutely. Hey, watch this. Whenever you say you mean that much to me and you're sharing and, and you know, there's several brothers who, man, I just wish everybody could have a chance to sit down and listen to y'all, but whenever, because mm -hmm. it's that serious and that important, all right? Mm -hmm. Hey, again, we appreciate you spending your time with us here today. Hey, everyone out there who may be listening, we appreciate you for being present. And there you have it. You just heard two kings talking. This is King Talk. We'll see you next time.